What is God? Our catechism says God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in His being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. That's a wonderful answer to the question, what is God? I would like to read now from Psalm 147. Psalm 147 says, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor is His pleasure in the legs of man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear Him and in, in those whose hope is the, in, in His steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For He strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children with you. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends out His command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down His crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before His cold? He sends out His word and melts them. He makes His wind blow and the waters flow. He declares His word to Jacob. His statutes and rules to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation, they who do not know His rules. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. So far the reading of God's most holy word. May He add His blessing to the preaching of it this afternoon. Have you noticed that it is difficult to imagine God? In fact, I think it is not only difficult, it is impossible to imagine God. Perhaps we should stop trying. I think that we should. Stop trying. I want for you to think about the word imagine for a moment. I-M-A-G-I-N-E. You can hear and see the word image in it, can't you? Uh, You can hear and see the word image and the word imagine. When we imagine something, what do we do except see a picture or image of that thing in our mind? If I were to say to you right now, imagine a dog, or imagine a tree, that comes very easy, doesn't it? You just automatically do so. You see that dog, you see that tree with your mind's eye. But if I were to tell you right now to imagine God as He really is, you couldn't do it. It's impossible. And the reason for this is not that there is something wrong with your intellect or your imagination, It's not that your imagination is broken. No, the reason you cannot imagine God is because God cannot be imaged. God is a most pure spirit, remember. He does not have a physical body. He does not have a physical form. Yes, God has revealed Himself to man in physical form. He has appeared as radiant light, as a cloud, as fire, as precious jewels. But it would be a mistake to think that God is composed of light, cloud, fire, or precious stones. He is not. Uh, These are manifestations of His glory. But God is not physical. 
He is a most pure spirit. A most pure spirit cannot be imagined because a spirit has no image. And there is another reason that we cannot imagine God, and that has to do with His transcendence. God is wholly other. He is not like anything in the created world. Though we can know God truly through His self-revelation, we cannot comprehend Him exhaustively, for He is without limits. Everything in this created world has limits. If you think about it, time has limits. All physical objects, no matter how big or small, they have limits to them. They have boundaries. Energy itself has limits. We can imagine created things because created things have borders and boundaries. So I can very easily imagine a snail or a snake or a whale. I can even imagine the sun, though it's much more challenging because it is so immense. I could still imagine it. I can imagine ten years or a thousand years. I can even imagine a million years, though that is more difficult because of the length of time. But I can imagine these things because even if they are very big, they all have limits and boundaries to them. But God transcends everything in this created world. He is without limits of any kind. And this is why our finite minds will never be able to fully comprehend Him because He is infinite. This is what our catechism teaches in question 7. Again, what is God? Answer, God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in His being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Infinite means not finite. To be finite is to have limits or boundaries. You and I are finite. We We possess a limited amount of strength. Our intellect is limited. We're spatially limited too. You and I only take up so much space and we can only be in one place at a time. We are, we are finite in every way. But God is infinite. He does not have boundaries. He does not have limitations of any kind. And by the way, it is common for people to say that God is big and I understand what people mean by this, and I, I don't even think they need to be corrected in casual conversation. But, but really and truly, God is not big, you understand? He, he is not big. To say that He is big implies that God has a size. He doesn't have a size. God is not big, brothers and sisters. God is infinite. He is infinite. When we say that God is eternal... We mean that God is without beginning or end and is in fact not bound by time. You and I had a beginning. There was a time when we were not. God did not have a beginning. There was never a time when God was not. You and I will never come to an end. But that is because God has made us to live forever. He will sustain us. But God will never come to an end because He has life in Himself. So He is He is infinite without beginning or end in a different way. Uh, He will not come to an end, but this is because He has life in Himself. And furthermore, you and I experience the passing of time. It's happening right now as I speak. Uh, One moment gives way to the next in an infinite succession, right? We experience the passing of time, but God does not experience this. He is eternal. 
He had no beginning, he will have no end, and he is not bound by time. He doesn't experience a succession of events, one after the next, as we do. God created time in the beginning when he made the heavens and the earth, but again, he does not experience the succession of moments as we do. Therefore, he sees the future as clearly as he sees the past and the present, for he is eternal. God is also unchangeable. I like the way it's stated in our catechism. It, it, it does not simply say that God cannot change, or that, that, that God does not change, but that He is unchangeable. It's impossible for God to change, in other words. Uh, that is what James 1.17 says very clearly. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow Due to change, things that change have variations to them. Um, as the as the day progresses on, the sun's the shadow that comes from the sun uh, it, it moves, doesn't it? Shadows move, and they're associated with change. But with God, there is is no such thing. You and I change continuously. Uh, we grow stronger and we grow weaker. We learn, so we grow smarter. Sometimes we grow. Not so smart. Our emotions change. They fluctuate all the time. Everything in the created world moves and changes. But God is different. He's wholly other. He transcends the created world. Uh, he, he never changes. And we would say indeed He cannot change. God cannot improve. He cannot grow stronger or wiser. Because that would mean that at one time He was less than God. Uh, if He were to improve, that means that there was something deficient in Him before. If He were to grow stronger, that means that there was a, a weakness in Him before. Uh, this cannot happen within God, for He is perfect in, in every way. God is unchangeable. The same yesterday, today, and forever. So you can see that God is different from us. He's transcendent. And in all of these little lessons on the doctrine of God, that has been the consistent thing emphasized, right? We must not make the mistake of imagining that God is just a bigger and better version of us. He's not. He is not. He is the Divine One. He is the One and Only. We are His creation. And notice that our Catechism says that God is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in His being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. I love the way that this is stated. The three qualities of infinity, eternality, and immutability, that is what we call God's unchangeableness. These three qualities are applied first to God's being, then to His attributes. Okay, First, our catechism rightly teaches that God is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in His being. God is. He is the I Am. He is the self-existent one. No one gives Him life. He has life in Himself and is the giver of all life. God in His being is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. Next, our catechism mentions six attributes or perfections of God. God is wise, Proverbs 8.14 says. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. And in Psalm 147.5 we read, Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. We read that at the beginning of the sermon, didn't we? His understanding is beyond measure. It cannot be measured because it has no 
boundaries. It has no limits. His understanding is beyond measure. So God is wise, but He is not wise in the way that men and women are wise. God's understanding and wisdom is beyond measure. God's wisdom is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. God is wise, and perfectly so. God is powerful. In Jeremiah 32, 17 we read, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? (laughs) The implied answer is, no, there is nothing too hard for God, because God has all-powerful. God is powerful, but He is not powerful in the way that men and women are powerful. God's power is unbounded. Nothing is too hard for Him. God's power is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. God is powerful, and perfectly so. God is holy. This means that He is set apart from us and without corruption of any kind. In Revelation 4.8 we find a vision of the heavenly throne of God. And there we read, and the four living creatures, each of them with six wings and full of eyes all around and within, they day and night never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. They give praise to the God who is three times holy. And in 1 John 1.5 we read, This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. So He is called light here to say something to us about His perfect purity. God is holy, but again He is not holy in the way that men and women are holy. If men and women are holy, it is because God has made them holy by His grace through faith in Christ. But God is holy in Himself. God's holiness is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. He is holy and perfectly so. God is just. This means that He always does what is right. He judges with perfect equity. In Romans 9.14 we read, What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? And the Apostle replies to his own question with some excitement. He says, By no means. And so we confess that God is just, and perfectly so. His justice is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. And the same may be said of the goodness of God. Psalm 106 says, Praise the Lord, O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And 1 John 4.16 says, So we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in Him. So God is good. He's not good in the way that men and women are good. We possess maybe a measure of goodness within us, but there is no measure to God's goodness. It is boundless. It is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. The same may also be said of God's truthfulness. Romans 3, 4, Let God be true, though everyone were a liar. And Psalm 117, 2, speaks of God's truthfulness in the terms of His faithfulness, saying, For great is His steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. These fundamental attributes of wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth are better called perfections in God. For God does not only possess a lot of wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth, but He is, in fact, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth, and perfectly so. In other words, these qualities are found in Him in an infinite, eternal, and unchangeable way. As we have considered the question, what is God, I have tried to stress that He's not like us. We We are like Him in some respects, for He has made us in His image. 
But we must be careful not to make God in our image, you see. God is spirit, and we are like Him in that we too are spiritual. We have souls. But God is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in His being, where we are finite, created, and mutable. And yes, we have the capacity for wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. We have the capacity to be these things to one degree or another by the grace of God. But again, we possess these qualities in a limited way. We may grow in these qualities. They even may diminish in us. In God, these qualities are perfections. Brothers and sisters, while it is true that we cannot imagine God, it is possible for us to think thoughts that are true about Him. For He has revealed Himself to us truly in His Word. Do you see the difference? Don't be frustrated that you cannot imagine Him. God does not possess an image to be imagined. So it is right that we cannot imagine Him. But again, we can think thoughts that are true about Him, for He has revealed Himself truly to us in His Word. And here is a good place for us to start. What is God? Repeat after me. God is a Spirit. God is a spirit. Infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. In His being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Amen. Let's pray and then we will sing again and then go to corporate prayer. Father in heaven, you are, you are glorious. You are beyond us and beyond our ability to comprehend fully. You are worthy of all praise. God, though we cannot comprehend You fully, do help us to know You truly. We thank You for Your self-revelation. Help us to think thoughts that are true concerning You. Help us to stand in awe of You. Help us to have reverence before You. Help us to worship You. For You alone are worthy to receive praise. In Christ's name we pray. And all of God's people say, Amen.